What's going on, everybody? My name is Seth Askelson. We're here for yet another episode of Locked On Coyotes. It's episode three, and appreciate you tuning in to join me. Another late episode. A lot of work going on during the day. Is this coming from Glendale Community College Volleyball, the 2014 NJCAA Division II National Champions, uh, coming back in a thrilling five-set match, but. What's most important here on this podcast is another team that plays in the city of Glendale, Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes, and appreciate you uh, being up late. If you are listening while the calendar still reads October 2nd in the Pacific time zone, if not, hopefully we're able to take you to work this morning. Tomorrow's podcast should be coming up a little bit earlier. Obviously, the Coyotes play tomorrow in Anaheim at 7 p.m. Pacific time, so trying to get that podcast up a little bit earlier. Hopefully, it'll be early to mid-afternoon, maybe around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock Pacific time to keep your eye out for that one. Uh, Some exciting news before we jump into the exciting news from the team today. This podcast now is an official Twitter. It is at LO underscore Coyotes on Twitter. Once again, that is at capital L, capital O underscore capital C Coyotes. Follow along with that Twitter for all the updates on Locked on Coyotes. And again, Locked on Coyotes is a podcast uh, a part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and hopefully i've been able to keep that promise for you and as we jump into the hockey season here night one already wrapped up in the books some crazy crazy games uh, happening the defending stanley cup champions losing the pacific division battle between the Oilers and the Canucks came to a thrilling end. The Connor McDavid showing off again. The Sharks and the Knights rivalry ignited. Like it already wasn't in that preseason game just a few days ago, but the Knights getting the better there. And the big story out of Toronto, nothing from the U.S. media side, but the controversial comments by commentator Jim Hewson. Won't jump into those. I'm sure our friends over at the National Podcast and over at Locked on Leafs have already uh, begun discussing that and tune into their show. But what we are going to talk about is a lot more happy news, and that's going to be the Arizona Coyotes. Big news of the day, Darcy Kemper locked up two more years at $9 million reported by uh, the team as well as Craig Morgan. So the goaltender that nearly dragged the Coyotes into the playoffs last year gets the opening day start, gets the contract extension, does not begin until next year. He does have one more year remaining on his current deal. And uh, obviously the AAV on that one, $4.5 million per year. Pretty cheap, especially for what they signed Ronta for as well. So two quality goaltenders at a pretty discounted rate. The only problem is it's hard to keep Ronta healthy. And on the ice, we'll see if that'll be... A little bit different this year as uh, the year goes along, but for the moment, it's going to be Darcy Kemper in goal. The paper transactions that were noted yesterday as Craig Morgan of The Athletic had reported that the Coyotes had sent down Christian Fisher as well as Ilya Labushkin. Uh, Fisher's send down was more of a transa- a paper trade than anything to get under the cap. Labushkin would stay. Capobianco came up. Indeed, that is exactly what happened. Craig Morgan on the pulse of Arizona Coyotes hockey. So 
looking at the opening night roster that's going to include Christian Fisher and Kyle Capobianco. Capobianco coming off the injury, his ACL surgery after only playing a few games at the NHL level last season. Another interesting note from Morgan, uh, Ranta did not accompany the team to Anaheim, so he reported in quote, he will have a rehab stint in Tucson to get some reps. Aiden Hill joined the team for the trip to Anaheim, end quote. So big news is Ranta, I think the, the more encouraging news out of that tweet is that Ranta is going down for a rehab stint, so it doesn't seem as though it's going to be too much longer before he's back. He didn't play much of the preseason. He played the, one of the split squad games, the one that was here in Arizona, where the Coyotes had a tough time dealing with the Kings, but did also win over in L.A. later that evening. So for Ronta, it seems as though it's not as serious, and he's being sent down to Tucson, maybe get a couple more reps in, a couple, couple more game action in, almost a quasi preseason is something like you would see in baseball with the extended spring training obviously it's called a rehab assignment but seems like it's to get Ronta some more playing time before he gets thrown into the fire only one preseason game and don't blame the Coyotes at all it's been a while since he's seen game action he's pretty much seen one game in the last near nine months so rehabbing from his injury Hopefully we'll be back soon, but Darcy Kemper having to hold the crease down. And Kemper had, when he left Minnesota, almost relegated to a backup role, especially in L.A. where he was sitting behind Jonathan Quick. Quick had actually gotten hurt back at the in 2016. But in 2017-2018, I apologize, and Kemper had come in and played well and then led to the trade to the Coyotes as the Kings were headed down the stretch of the playoffs in 2018. Obviously, the wheels have fallen off that wagon for Los Angeles. They're in the middle of a big rebuild, and a goalie like Kemper maybe could have helped speed things up. Jonathan Quick still an outstanding goaltender, but aging just a little bit. So the Coyotes uh, lucky enough to get two goaltenders that I think any any team would like to have and again it's one of those things where Ronta isn't hurt it would for sure be the best goaltending tandem in the league and I think another another issue is that the Coyotes have long struggled to find a long-term solution and that Mike Smith had his outstanding 2011-2012 season it obviously didn't play out the way he wanted to as he had struggled the last uh, couple of years and it was more struggling with injuries down the stretch than necessarily his play. Obviously ends up going to Calgary and then now in Edmonton picked up the win this evening. But when you look at Darcy Kemper last year, it was most games he ever played in an NHL season at 55. Did pick up two assists. The most he played previous to that was the 31 games he played for the Minnesota Wild in 2014-2015 season. He ended up making a playoff appearance with Minnesota. So, always kind of on the back burner. And the 16-17 season went over to Los Angeles. But 
and stay there very long. Did play 19 games, and the 19 games he played, he recorded a 2.10 goals against average and a 9.32 save percentage. A confusing again why he was shipped off so soon. Only 27 years old, currently at 29, turned 29 in May. So it'll be his whole 29th year. If the unless the Coyotes get deep into the playoffs, that he'll play for Arizona and goaltenders you take a little bit longer to peak than any position player whether it be a forward or a defenseman and looks like Kemper has peaked at the right time and it's perfect enough for the Coyotes to give him a two-year deal extends him starting next season and maybe the Coyotes goaltender of the future we all thought it was Ronta but the emergency of Kemper and the injuries that Ronta has struggled through it could be Darcy Kemper as time goes on. Another young player I was surprised to see go for the Coyotes, Ilya Labushkin, as he was sent down, and a lot of people thought that sent down a part of the paper transaction to get under the cap and maybe would come back up, but as time went along, the yesterday, that is, Craig Morgan reporting that Kyle Capobianco the one to come up, and the reason I'm I'm surprised. Uh, I thought Labushkin played extremely well last year. I I thought he was the better option as a defenseman than Kevin Connaughton was. Connaughton in the lineup a lot more, and again the injuries helped a lot for both Connaughton and Labushkin to get in the lineup. Capobianco was up. Again, only playing a few games before he got hurt. There's actually two to be exact. He's only played three in a career NHL games, Cavill Bianco has, but he makes the roster. But Abushkin, I thought he was pretty solid defensively, very physical. One of the, the players, especially on the back end, that was willing to get more physical in the corners and, and along the wall. And thought he was always a pretty solid defenseman in terms of being stay-at-home, but... Obviously, the coaching staff has a, a better pulse than I do just sitting on the, the couch or up in the press box watching the game. So, And and it's not a bad idea to give a guy like Capobianco a chance. I think they really liked what he showed in his two games last year. I'm gonna give the kid a little bit of confidence. Say, hey, we'll keep you on the roster. He gets a little more experience at the NHL level practicing at that same speed. And after... Being drafted 63rd overall in the 2015 NHL draft, Bianco had a pretty good junior career, especially for defenseman points-wise. He put up 40 points in 68 games in his draft year and then followed that up uh, two more stints back in Sudbury at the OHL, 43 and 45 points respectively before Spending a couple of full uh, or a couple of seasons in Tucson in 16-17, he played the final four games of the Roadrunners season and record a point. And Tucson in 2017-2018 played 49 games, picked up 30 points. Played the one game, made his NHL debut in 2017-2018, and then last year prior to his call up, 32 points in 40 games. So we'll see if he can make the step to the next level, but. You gotta think Labushkin for sure is gonna be the next one up in case they need 
another defenseman and that's been the case unfortunately for the Coyotes a lot having to deal with those injuries that they've needed those players but one of those things where Labushkin's going to have a, a good chance to play especially play at the the North American level he did get into 41 games last year so it wasn't as though he was right in the press box uh, all season long and didn't get a chance to play he, feel that number maybe maybe a little bit lower if the Coyotes are able to stay better health-wise but still for a guy who played five seasons in the KHL before making the jump over to the National Hockey League maybe get a feeling to get his confidence up down at the AHL level and the AHL game is getting even faster as a lot of teams aren't as hesitant to send guys down to the American League it's be not as much of a, a death curse as it as it once was but we'll see what he does I mean the Coyotes haven't been afraid to send guys down to try and get them jump started Dylan Strom spent some time Tucson he shipped off to Chicago but the Coyotes felt that a little bit of help for Strom would have helped in Tucson they sent Anthony Duclair down there for a little bit Connor Garland obviously a, a call up from Tucson last year he spent a decent amount of time down there when they had Brendan Perlini Perlini had spent a little bit of time in Tucson so Coyotes not a not afraid to use their their system and what it feels like the move for Labushkin is going to be at least at the moment and again things always change and Labushkin could impress down in the American Hockey League he's obviously going to get top pairing minutes which I think might help his development a little bit more than not necessarily knowing whether he's going to be in the lineup and if he is maybe picking up 10 12 minutes a night to be a little bit of a minutes eater but gonna get a chance to play a lot in Tucson and that could be what pushes his development the Coyotes getting a little bit older on the back end than I think some realize not everybody on that back line is as young as they were I mean obviously years go on but a lot of guys, 30-plus on that back end, and not a bad idea to try and develop some of those younger guys. We'll see what Labushkin and Capo Bianco do as the season goes along. Now I want to move away from the young guys for just a moment to talk about tomorrow night's game. It's going to be a big one. We talked on yesterday's show about I think it's really important for the Coyotes to win this first game of the season, only two years in the Rick Tockett era, but have yet to win a season opener. And that's exactly what the Coyotes need. They come out, and uh, last time they opened the season with Rick Tockett in Anaheim, it did not finish the way they were hoping. And I think it's going to be a little bit different this time. The Ducks aren't coming off a Western Conference Finals appearance. They're not as strong as it, it, it seemed that they were going to be, and Ducks are going to be in a rebuild mode, but this is a, a trap game for the Coyotes. Now, nationally, the team is not getting a lot of respect, which, again, is understandable. It's a team that has had zero success in terms of standing standings finishes until last season. A lot of the times, bottom five of the league, high lottery picks, able to cash in on the lottery system but 
a team that hasn't proven that they can be a playoff team. So understandable why people aren't necessarily giving them the respect, but this is the game, I think, where the Coyotes can show that they're for real. Go out there and they dominate the Ducks from start to finish up and down the ice. They, On paper, you got to think they're a better team. Obviously, the games aren't played on paper. And even the goal, goaltending-wise, John Gibson, an outstanding young goaltender, but got to wonder, is Darcy Kemper better than John Gibson? We will find out the answer to that, but for the Coyotes, it's important to go out there and really dominate that game now it might be a little tough offensively some new guys Hayton being up Soderberg and Kessel being added from the trades in the offseason so the offensive chemistry might take a little bit of time to develop I think that Kessel and Stepan and even uh, to a certain extent Clayton Keller have had enough NHL experience they've been together on a line in practice and in games and not that I think they're going to go out there and put up seven eight points combined and and light the world on fire but I also don't think you're going to see the struggles that you normally would and what you've seen in the past when the Coyotes get a near brand new group of forwards there's a lot more talent up front there's a lot more consistency up front it's all about the health I don't think this forward group is too different obviously adding Kessel is is huge but really when you think about it it's Kessel replaces panic um, I know Galchenyuk was uh, in the, a part of that deal, but uh, Kessel kind of sliding in where uh, sometimes Galchenyuk would play, sometimes Richard Panik would play last year, and Soderberg sliding into that center spot, helping out at center depth. So one of those things where Coyotes have a, a solid group of forwards the first time they've had anything like that in a long time. I think it's going to be... At worst, it's going to be an exciting team to watch, a team that moves the puck, that is fast, that can score. I think the the goaltending should and, and will hold up, especially with Darcy Kemper net. If they can get Ronta back, maybe form the best goaltending tandem in the league, it would be hard to argue against that. But Ronta's got to get back to full health first, which it seems he's on the track again, hitting the, the rehab assignment down in Tucson, according to Craig Morgan. And we'll see how Ronta performs down there, see if he can stay healthy. And maybe that's the best way to bring Ronta back as well is get him a few rehab games, have him be the backup for a little bit, don't put as much workload. And Ronta prior to this was never a, was not a starting goaltender. First in Chicago, he was behind Crawford. And then in New York, he was behind Lundquist, so he had never had to play the amount of games and really put his body to the tests like that Kemper had been a starter he started for Minnesota a little bit and he ended up starting in the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Wild as well the year they beat Colorado in the first round I believe that was in 2014 and then when Quick went down Kemper had started in place of him so Kemper a little more experience as a starter joining this team than Ronta did but preparing your body obviously I have never prepared for an NHL season um, but you got to think that uh, you know especially as a goaltender when the the physical toll you're not necessarily in the corners banging around with bodies but every shot is not probably doesn't feel very good especially when it catches in the crevices where pads don't don't cover all the way 
and it's about uh, putting together a healthy season and uh, we'll see how Ronta recovers from this injury and see if if his body is built back up and, and has helped him out and it almost seems one of those things where if Ronta had gotten hurt during the season already played some preseason games maybe a few regular season games that he would be on the trip and he would be the backup goaltender until he felt a hundred percent not that Kemper would necessarily lose his job once Ronta is 100%, but you'd think that he might ride it out. But because he didn't practice a whole lot in camp, only got one preseason game, and hasn't seen game action, regular season NHL game action in nearly nine, almost ten months, that wouldn't be uh, the worst idea in the world to get him a rehab start. A few down in Tucson. And I think the Coyotes like where they're at goaltending-wise. They have four guys who uh, won the obvious starter, but three guys, and uh, especially Hill and Comrie, who have played limited minutes in a limited sample size, but in a pinch can help the Coyotes out for a couple games if necessary. Aiden Hill had to come in and play a, a few games when both Kemper and Ronta were down. That was a perilous time where... Two starting goaltenders, a few defensemen, and a few forwards are all down for the Coyotes. A lot of man games lost for the team. So, But I think the Coyotes like where they're at with their goaltending situation. I think that's why they feel a little more comfortable being able to send Ronta down. They have a guy that can hold it down. They have a couple of backups, pretty much three backups that they feel confident if they need a game or two out of them, a few saves that they're going to be able to get the job done in the meantime so no rush for Ronta back right now letting him ease into things pick his confidence back up and get things underway for him but uh, we're trying to get things uh, rolling here on Locked On Coyotes we appreciate you tuning in this is episode number three tomorrow we'll preview uh, the game for later on that night a little more in depth go over what the Ducks can bring to the table and we'll see what the Coyotes will do in their season opener obviously Friday's show leading into the weekend we'll wrap up Thursday's game talk about kind of the the 24-hour in reaction time to really digest what happened and then right back into it Saturday against Boston Monday's show recap the weekend so a lot of good stuff on deck. We're finally heading into the game season. As you can only talk about the offseason so much, but I appreciate you sticking around and listening to the ramblings of myself. If you want to follow along again, it's official. We have our Twitter account up. It is at, at LO coyote, underscore coyotes. Once again, that is at LO underscore coyotes. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at saskelson96. That would be spelled out S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-96. Don't forget to check out the other NHL podcasts around the Locked On Podcast Network as whatever league you're interested in as well. We have MLB, we have NFL, we have NBA. Everything's kind of in full swing right now. And coming in a couple weeks, NBA opening night. So we'll have... Four leagues going on at once. October, the most exciting time of year for a sports fan, especially those who like to follow more than one league at a time. So check out the other podcasts. I'm sure some great stuff from the podcasts of 
uh, the teams that had played tonight, especially after the Golden Knights and the Sharks locked on Golden Knights, locked on Sharks podcasts, some uh, fellow division rivalry podcasts. Hopefully we'll get their hosts on the show at some point. Uh, Vegas plays in Arizona on October 10th. That's next Tuesday. So Coyotes already finding a, two division rivals in uh, in their first three games. But we appreciate you listening in. Again, uh, tomorrow podcast will be out a little bit earlier, hopefully around 2 or 3 in the afternoon Pacific time. That would be 5 or 6 on the East Coast. Appreciate you listening from wherever you are around the world. Once again, look forward to speaking to you tomorrow, and have a great evening.